0: Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, afternoon and good evening wherever you're joining us from. Hope you guys are well and had a good week. As always, you are not listening to Home Girls Unite. Please do not listen to this podcast whilst cooking, cleaning or doing any childcare related activities. Sit back and enjoy. Hi guys, I hope you're well. I hope you had a good week and I hope no one stressed you out. And I also hope you guys have been saying no's or at least psyching yourself up to get to the point of being able to say no without feeling guilty. Um, Speaking of guilt, we're going to talk a lot about it in this episode. I'm joined by Usna. Hi, Usna. Hi. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for joining us. Um, How's eldest Daughter Life treating you? Um.
1: (laughs) It's... I like the pause there like oh uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I had to like gather my thoughts there for a second um <laughs> it's a challenge every day um and yeah uh so even after moving out uh, I feel like it's something that kind of never leaves yeah leaves you um like the role is just all, always be there no matter how far away you are from your family so it's
0: I completely relate because I I also don't live at home so it feels like it's it's relieved a bit of the stresses that I used to have living at home but it definitely hasn't like eliminated all of them and what are what are the biggest issues that you've like had to deal with in the
1: role? So I am the eldest of uh, six kids, Um, so I have four younger sisters and a younger brother who's the youngest of us all, um, with huge age gaps, Um, so I mean uh, at the moment the biggest or one of the biggest things that I've had to sort of deal with and or really try to sort of navigate um, is stepping away from the role that I had when I was living with my family, um, like uh, with my siblings, especially um, because I've been less of a sister with them and more of what we all know, like a third parent, or just been parentified so much that I've I, they don't really see me as their sister Um, it's more like just another parent in the house um, or at least the only parent that they could talk to and go to Um, so I've been trying to step away from that role a little bit because I it's it's too much um, honestly and sometimes I just I feel like I I want to know what it feels like to be a sister um to someone um which is the one thing although biologically <laughs> i am a sister but it's the one thing that I, I don't think i've experienced um a lot in my life so um, just trying to be more of a sister and less of a parent with my siblings so that's like the main thing i'm working on um so that's which has been really difficult um, because not only do I have to, you know, set my boundaries and make sure that, you know, my family and my siblings know that I have set these boundaries. It's also difficult for my siblings to, um, to basically see me as a sister. And it's, it's, I feel like they find it a bit weird when I, don't get involved as much in the issues that they have between like them and my parents and I sort of try and let them figure it out between themselves instead of trying to be you know the mediator as always um so yeah that line of the fact that you're
0: biologically you're a sister but you haven't experienced being a sister I feel like you literally read my life because that's how I feel as well and to some extent I'm a bit angry with my parents I resent them for putting me in that situation because I see how my siblings are between themselves and they have this really good um, sibling relationship and bonding etc and I'm just like a third wheel that's there to like give them money or give them advise finance them help them through all the like shitty stuff and then when they're having fun because they don't see you as a sibling they don't sometimes involve you and also the age gap doesn't help either so I definitely relate to that um is this a conversation that you've had with your parents about how you're feeling or have you
1: just kind of kept it to yourself Um, I mean, I do remember bringing it up um, once with my parents, and it was it sort of came up because my parents were just being a bit um, overbearing, and um, and I had to, and also it was basically my mum trying to be a mum I guess um and and her not liking the fact that um that my sisters or at least my younger sister so I have a sister who's like a year and a bit younger than me so there's not much of a sort of age gap or anything so she doesn't really come to me that much for advice or for help or for anything else it's like my siblings who are much younger who are like teenagers now um who do come to me whenever they're going through something or they need help or anything like that but um it was just my mum not liking the fact that I was the first person they would go to um instead of going to her and I remember having well I remember her um basically uh just throwing a tantrum I guess uh this, and saying that I'm, you know, that I'm the mother and they need to come to me, you know, um, and you need to also know that, that it's, you know, and it just, it rubbed me the wrong way, um, obviously. Um, so I remember just telling her, I was like, well, you kind of put me in this role, um, so they are going to come to me. And and I was like, I, re- I, was like, I told her, like, I remember you like you know telling me several times that um you know I need to go speak to them like they only listen to me because um, I'm the older sister and they're not going to listen to her or they're not going to listen to my dad uh, they can relate like you know they're able to relate to me or I'm able to relate to them or something along those lines and I was like you know you can't you can't complain now that you have built this um you, you've, you've built this sort of relationship where they kind of, they see you as, as their guardian, but they don't see you as someone that they could go to for help um, or for advice. Um, and they would rather do that with me and then you turning around and blaming it on me for being, I guess, the person that they go to. Um, when you had when well, it was basically all in your hands to have that relationship with them. And you chose not to, because for whatever reason, and I'm sure she had her reasons and whatever, but it's, it's, it's just, yeah, I remember just bringing it up then and she didn't like it. Um, and she just said, oh, I didn't, you didn't do anything anyway. Like, you know, I was the one who raised them and, and yeah, and I was just, I had to just basically just walk out of the room. I was like, I can't have a conversation here because you, you don't want to have a conversation, you just want to blame me for something that only you had control over Um, and yeah. That's
0: really important um, points that you've made because I feel like a lot of our parents um, pick and choose when they want to have certain roles within our lives and you've put, they've put you in this position and now your siblings rely on you and things like that. And it's, they get to a point where they're like, oh, I want them to rely on me now because all of a sudden it's maybe convenient for them. So coming back to you to tell them, to tell you not to be that person for your siblings is really unfair and a bit unrealistic. Um, for them to expect that of you and of your siblings, because this is what you've created in the first place. And it still shocks me that a lot of parents don't see the problem in wanting this kind of relationships within their households and thinking that it's normal and seeing you, the eldest daughter, as the problem to them not having better relationships um, with their siblings with their kids um now that you're outside of the house what what are the things that you're doing to set boundaries to like relieve some of the
1: stresses that have been put on you um honestly I feel like most of the uh, like the stresses and the things that I face while living with my family kind of that went away by me just moving out um and not being in that in you know in the same sort of house with them yeah um and and the other things were you know my mum would sometimes just come uh, when I when I lived with them uh just to complain about my siblings and how they were acting and how or just uh, any other sort of issues that she was facing like Issues with, like, you know, my dad and um, and stuff like that. Like, those things were a little bit harder to sort of, um, I guess, uh, move away from um, at the start of when I first moved out. But um, I've just picked up this sort of, again, because um, she would now, her only way of, or her, like, her only method of, like, you know, talking to me is just calling me um and I just don't pick up the phone most of the time um I will only pick it up if I know I have the like the mental and emotional capacity to you know deal with whatever conversation I'm about to have with her um and it's usually like very unpredictable what she wants to talk about so which is why like I have to make sure that I can handle the conversation um and if I can't, then I just let it ring, um, and I will call her back when I can. You know, have uh, talked to her, um, and uh, so that's like the main thing. I mean, with my dad, I don't really have that much of a um, relationship with him in the sense that he's, you know, he he was present but absent at the same time um, growing up. Uh, not just with me, but with all my siblings, um, uh, well, especially um, us girls. Um, and, yeah, because he just – so I only talk to him when he needs me to do something for him. Um, or most of the time he just communicates that through my mum. So my mum tells me that I need to do something for him uh, so I don't really have to worry too much about um, my dad because we've, we've had this, like, invisible sort of war Um like there all all my life um, it's mostly my mum that I have to sort of really set boundaries with um, my siblings are uh, they are a lot more understanding um, I have been a lot more open with them ever since I moved out about the kind of things that I sort of had to put up with and um, deal with uh, while you know they were very young um, and how that sort of affected me and how you know, I just need, need my own space and sometimes I just, I, I won't respond to them, doesn't mean that I'm, I don't care about them. So they, I have had those conversations with my uh, younger sisters and, um, and, you know, I'm grateful that they are from a generation where they do understand, um, you know, that relationships like, you know, the one that I have with my parents can really affect Uh, someone um so not much I have to like try um with them uh in terms of setting boundaries uh they've always been you know really respectful of uh anything that sort of um told them that I'm not comfortable with doing so
0: that's amazing and and I'm really happy for you that you can have that relationship with your siblings and also it's amazing that you have really strict boundaries on your phone and how people like come at you on the phone, etc. So guys, I hope you're taking notes because this is something that I also think is really important in not letting people that cause you so much grief just have nearly, nearly access to you um if you're not in the headspace or have the capacity to deal with it. So that's really amazing to hear. In terms of, I know when it comes to moving out, um, setting boundaries, et cetera, there's a lot of guilt that comes with it. Has that been something that you've been experiencing?
1: Yes. Um, quite a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, obviously, it was a lot more when I first moved out. Yeah, um, Like, I... Before moving out, I remember, um, like just reading a lot of things, um, about like, you know, being an el- the eldest daughter and having to put yourself first and how difficult that may be at first. Um, and I remember like seeing something along the lines of, um, you know, your family's not going to fall apart when you move out or they'll be fine. Um, you know, if you're not there, yeah. um, and, you know like they will deal with it basically um and I sort of I thought I thought that 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 was like you know uh what was going to happen like you know they might be a bit um well they weren't really happy with the idea of me moving out not only because um you know like I was the first person to have moved out before sort of marriage in my family um but also later on, I realised they were also not comfortable with the idea of me moving out because I was the one kind of holding it together, like in my house, holding everyone together, holding all those relationships together, um, and it it did fall apart. <laughs> so, um, so it was a lot of guilt around that that I was that I experienced. Um, it is a lot better now but it's just like, you know my youngest sister like the one who's like right after me she she decided that she, she's just gonna go no contact with everyone um including me um after after about four months of me moving out um and she sort of left in a way that really kind of just re-traumatised me Um, and I had to put up with a lot from my parents after she had you know moved out the way she did and um, I was being blamed for everything left right and centre my mum would call screaming on the phone Um, and I remember just like being in my room and just trying my best to just not like, completely break down because I was like, I moved out, but it feels like it's a lot worse than, you know, than what it was like a year ago when I was still living with them. Um, So that was like last year. And it's only like now, I would say, that it feels like, a, like the guilt isn't a lot to deal with. Uh, I mean, still there, obviously, but it's, it mm-hmm. you know, it's something that I can um that i can bear um and and i've had you know it it took a while for me to come to terms with with the fact that whatever my siblings do whatever my parents do like even though that they might they like to blame it on me a lot because it's it's easier right just just find someone to blame something on Uh, Or to blame everything on, um, in my case, and not really hold yourself accountable that maybe you had something to do with what just happened. Um, And yeah, so it took a while for me to convince myself that it isn't my fault. And um, just because I moved out doesn't mean that all of these things happened. They could have happened while I still, you know, if I still lived with them. Um, And yeah, so. A lot of uh, therapy sessions and a lot of um, just sitting in my room and really, you know, thinking about it and um, not not putting too much. Um, I guess pressure on myself. Yeah, I'm glad you you spoke about it
0: falling apart. And um, I wanted to ask, was the falling apart of things due to your parents or your siblings
1: or was it like a collective thing it was a collective thing um well the falling apart mostly just started before I even moved out um it it wasn't so much falling apart it was just a lot of arguments between um my parents and uh me and my sister um and they were just because my parents were just being uh, n- n- just not nice with that like the way they were treating me and my sister and how um and just how much of a disappointment we were to them um because we've you know we chose the paths that we are you know we are on at the moment in our lives and um you know we didn't choose like I'm I'm 27 years old I'm going to be 28 in a couple of months time. Um, and I, you know, I'm not married. Um, and I have made it clear to them that if I do end up getting married, it will be with someone that I want to get married to. Um, not someone they want just because there's like a, um, like an age limit to being married or something. Um, and that really rubbed them the wrong way. And they took all of their anger and everything out on me and my sister um and so when it when I moved out it was my sister who had to deal with that like uh like in person I mean I was still deal dealing with it like over the phone and whenever I would go and visit um but my sister was obviously still living with them so she would deal with that a lot like um and so I it's like Mostly I would say my parents um, and their, uh, just them pushing their wants and their desires and their dreams onto us um, and not realizing that we are our own sort of person and not an extension of them. Um, especially my mum uh, who, you know, cause I guess as a mother, like, sometimes you can think of your daughter as an extension of you or sometimes you might not like what your daughter's doing. Um, because I don't know, like just because like, you know, you didn't have the opportunity to, you know, to choose, which is something my mum didn't have. And I like you know, and I do feel for her that she didn't have that. But it equally at the same time it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my sister's fault um that you know so it felt like she was taking that out on us um so I would say like at least 80 percent of what happened um the falling apart after I moved out is my parents fault and the other 20 percent maybe my siblings um just because like you know sometimes I guess in moments like that you do let your anger and your emotions get the best of you which um which is probably what happened with my uh, sister as well. So she short she has a tendency to sort of let her emotions get the best of her. Uh, but but if if the if like my parents were the ones, you know, doing everything that they could to get that reaction out of her, um, then it's really more of more on them. So yeah.
0: Thank you um for sharing that. Um I think A lot of our parents probably, maybe unconsciously, don't have the intention of putting us in this position. But I think they also sometimes lack self awareness on how their behavior can impact their kids. And once they even leave the house, it can make so much things harder to do because you're always like in your parents' shadow or is my mom gonna like this is my dad not gonna like this so I wanted to ask you um the expectations that your parents had on you um and versus what you want for yourself do you feel like that's ever um made you question like your self-worth or has it has it affected your self-esteem because maybe you might be scared to fail or scared to try things because of what they might say. Oh,
1: that's a good question. Um, I, like, okay, to be completely honest for the, like, up until, I guess I want to say like my early twenties, I had no expectations of myself. Um, and and it was mostly because I just I wasn't mentally like I wasn't doing well um, when I was a teenager, and um, there were I I just I didn't the reason why I didn't have any expectations of what, what I wanted uh, you know in my life and for my life um, was because I didn't really think I would make it this far, um, so I. Um, but I, like, my parents obviously did have their expectations, and their expectations were, were very traditional. Um, yeah, it was very traditional. It's like, you know, they wanted me to get educated, um, but not use my education. Um, they wanted me to get a job, but also be ready to quit the job, um, uh, you know, once I once so i reached the age of like you know getting married kind of um, so like their expectations were just i i didn't agree with them not just for myself but for anyone um, because i was like to me it's like if i i you know, if i do you know want to quit my job for you know for whatever reason then i will do that but it's not because uh, they I don't want it to be because of a role that they think I should be in. Simply because I'm I'm a woman. So there was a lot of internalized misogyny there uh, with my mum, and then also just plain misogyny with my dad. Uh, that I had to. Well, we still have to deal with that, to be honest. Um, like me and my sisters, uh, it's it's like I. It's only I want to say only like. A, from like 2020 so maybe three years ago which is when I actually thought or started to think that I could have a future and what I wanted for my future like up until that point I just I was just taking it one day at a time um because I I honestly didn't think that I, I would make it um until the next day because it was just it was bad um so yeah, my parents' expectation I have never met any of them uh, as far as I know um, and so all in all i all in all I've just been a, like a huge disappointment um and i i would from you know from my observations, I'm not the only one who's just a huge disappointment like all of my sisters are, even like the sixteen year old You know, a sister that I have who's barely even started her life, um, they're already a huge disappointment. So, did I really have a chance? Um, Yeah. That's,
0: it's really funny because I'm just now thinking huge disappointment in whose life, in whose context, because to them, yes, maybe you might be a huge disappointment. But in your own life, you might be a huge success and you might be exactly what you want to be and what you want to do. So I think um, we should definitely start defining successes according to our own needs and our, our own wants rather than what our um, families, our cultures, our communities tell us this is what being successful is. And I think um, I'm not sure what um, background you're from, but I know in like West African background, African backgrounds, success of a woman is seen as you're married, you are uh, like keeping your house going, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Whereas in other communities, it might be the fact that you have like a job in like a really well paid role, etc. So I think we need to um, realise that our parents have all these beliefs and values that they grew up with and then they bring it, if they, if they happen to be immigrants, they bring those beliefs with them to the places that they immigrate to and then continue enforcing those within their households and forgetting that your child is actually being raised in this whole other culture that doesn't necessarily have the same values of what it means to be successful as you did so I think as elders daughters and as daughters and women in general we really need to start looking and defining these things for ourselves because to, to think that a 16 year old is a disappointment when they've barely started life must be really like off-putting um for a child to even want to try um or want to be successful or want to do anything because your parents already think you're a disappointment so what's the point in trying so i think that's something that we all need to kind of think about Um, going back to the whole um them basically wanting you to have education but not use it and marriage being like a thing has it affected you in how you date at all?
1: It definitely has. Um in in that I don't date at all. Um I haven't dated at all, uh to be honest, because I'm just put off by men. Um mostly because it's part of it is because um, of the way I've seen men treat like the women in my family like starting from my dad to like uncles and cousins and whatnot and the absolute like disrespect that they all have to face from the men that were that are supposedly you know their partners and their equals and you know the men that are supposed to look after them and care for them, and um, so you know the disrespect and just and just like the it and they make it so obvious that it is um like the women like the, their wives and even their daughters uh, are just below them in every way. Uh, seeing that growing up has just they've given me like the biggest ick when it came to like being with a man or even thinking about being with someone um and honestly like now like I'm just sort of just scared that I might end up (laughs) with someone like my dad um and I I guess that fear kind of keeps me away from even trying to date um and And I also, like, the other part of it is that I've had to deal with a lot of, like, self-confidence and self-worth and, you know, uh, extremely low self-esteem issues. Because um, not only, you know, was me being the eldest daughter enough, uh, well, you know, the role that they gave me was also my parents and pretty much everyone else in my family had a problem with the way I looked um because you know I I don't fit the conventional sort of um beauty standards um in a lot of ways that my sisters do um and that my mum does as well um and so I've had to deal with a lot of that and a lot of comments and um you know just people just not liking uh the way I looked which I had no control over um and now having to sort of try and to see myself as, not um, as like just as a person, because I, I just, I really let all of those comments get to me when I was younger. Um, so much so that I remember there was a period in my life um, that I refused to look in any mirror um and just because I just I thought I I was just not gonna like whatever the whatever reflection was going to be there and there is barely any photos of me when I was a teenager because I refused to be in pictures I refused to be photographed or be in videos and things like that even that even just my friends at school um I would just run away or be the one sort of volunteer and take the picture so I don't have to be in it um so just dealing with the self-confidence issues which which I think like if you're not if you're not at least a little bit you know self-confident and um and like see your self-worth um uh it's difficult when you try and date because um you might let uh well, you might let anyone treat you anyway um, as long as they give you attention, right? So I was also, like, afraid of, you know, relying on a man's attention and validation um, to feel confident or have some sort of self-worth. And I didn't want to tie my confidence and my self-worth to uh, male attention um, and... So that's, I guess, the other reason why I stay away from dating, because I feel like I need, I need to make sure that that doesn't happen. And I don't know how long that's going to take, because I'm not getting any younger. Um, but yeah, so.
0: I think that's, that's really great that you chose that decision, because I don't think not many people do that for themselves. And I completely relate to the fact that sometimes one of my biggest fears is ending up with someone that's like my dad. And when I, if I see a, a trait in someone that reminds me of my dad, it's an automatic no for me. Um, but I think also try not to think about it as an age thing. I think think about it more as what usna needs and what you want and what's best for you rather than I'm not getting younger, etc. Because I think that's how a lot of people end up getting into sticky situations due to pressures of oh, you're nearly 30 and you're not married. Um but all this while you don't even know where your husband is, you don't even know where your wife is. You're not even happy. Why are you coming to pressure like younger generations to get married, etc. I think people that truly love you and care about you will not be coming at you every moment they get to ask you about marriage and relationships, especially if they respect you. So I hope um you continue doing what's best for you, and if taking your time is is um if taking your time is what needs to be done then I hope um you continue doing that um so in terms of your relationship with your family now um what are your hopes for it what do you want to achieve with them
1: um I'm not I'm not sure I can achieve much with them to be honest, um, it's just. I guess um, yeah, that's a tough question. I don't know. I honestly don't know what I what I, what I hoped sort of um, uh, sort of achieve, or even just like where I hope our relationship to go, like the direction. Um, uh, it's just. That because it's like every time I start to think that my parents are be becoming better, right? Um, it's like they do something and they say something to prove me other- to prove otherwise, and um, and it's like I know. I, I mean, I know for a fact, and I've accepted it that I, nothing I do will make them happy. Uh, at this point, um, even if I do happen to get married tomorrow, it still won't make them happy, right? Um, they'll, 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 they'll still, you know, there'll be something that they are not happy with. And um, and now that, like, I've accepted that and it's made it a lot easier for me to, you know, for any decision that I make for it to, um, you know, for me to make sure that it's, I get the most out of that decision or um, I'm putting myself first. Um, So it's like, I just, I hope for them to be better parents for my younger sisters and my brother. Um, I guess that's the only sort of thing that I hope uh, that happens um, because like I, you know like it's it's I guess uh, late for me now um, to want them to be a, like a parent to me because it's it's not gonna happen um, and I'm not at an age or even at just at a point in my life where I really, like, need them. Um, it might be a want, but it's not, no longer a need um, for them to be my parents um, or act like my parents. I mean, they are my parents, but just act like my parents. Um, so I just, I hope that they, you know, they, they be better parents for my siblings. Um, so it will make, will make it a lot easier on me. Uh, because I won't have to step in so much and deal with that, um, like deal with like the misunderstandings and whatever that's going on between between them, and they're able to, you know, communicate with each other and um, you know and find a solution for whatever problem that they're facing without having to get me involved. So I guess that's what I want. I just want them to be better at at their role uh so I don't have to pick up the parts that they cannot do or they just choose not to do to be honest so yeah
0: thank you and I I hope that happens for you as well um that you can live a peaceful life without someone calling you every other day to fix a problem for them um, Isna, thank you so much um, for joining me. I really, really enjoyed having a conversation with you. Um, before we wrap up, if do you have any questions you want to ask me? If not, no worries. Um, but I really enjoyed, really, really enjoyed talking with you and um, speaking about some topics that um, I know a lot of the girls will also um, will also benefit from.
1: So yeah, thank, no, you, thank for you for having me um I hope it's some of the stuff I said was uh useful to some someone out there um and I don't have um any questions uh it's just I um a lot of the stuff that you yourself uh, you said earlier um I just wanted to sort of say that I completely agree uh, with a lot of the things that you said about culture and um how that affects the way our parents are with us and um and just like one I, th- I feel like one other thing at least for me that is kind of unique is that my mother also happens to be the eldest daughter and so is my grandmother so her mother um so it's just it's, it's sometimes when I think about it, it just makes me laugh. Uh, like, the way like my mother is the eldest daughter, and her mother's the eldest daughter. So yeah, um, well, it's going to be ending with me. So <laughs>
0: that that's great. Please let's not put our daughters um, through that. Um, my mum hasn't an, has an older sister, but she escaped the role, so it went on to my mum, and I just look at her like you need to tell these people about themselves but I feel like our mom's generation it's too it's too far gone for them and the best we can really do is just leave them to it because a lot of them are not willing to change that and we can't really make people yeah no change you're things are absolutely
1: right like it's to. it's too late for them um And like you said, they are too set in their ways um, to even look. Um, I guess, like, they just have, like, tunnel vision at this point. So they will not even see any other, like, you know, like side of, like, the argument. Um, So it's a lot easier to just let them be that way as long as, you know, we're able to... um, live our lives and heal from everything um although like you know just I feel like that was with the other thing that I had to sort of um come to terms with is like all like I felt very frustrated for a while why do I have to heal so much when it wasn't even my fault to begin with and And, yeah, so I guess we need to use that energy that we have to heal rather than try and change people who cannot be changed. So
0: I think that's a great way to end um, using that energy for ourselves rather than for other people. And I, for myself, will be taking that on because sometimes you think you can save everyone and people don't even want to be saved. So save your energy and do what's best for you thank you so much again for coming on and guys thank you for um having listening and hopefully we'll be back next week have a good week ahead bye